American Road Trip Talk begins after this message. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system. And you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, our producer. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after this. In western Nebraska, Sydney used to be known as the toughest town on the tracks. Today, Sydney is home to family-owned restaurants and vibrant downtown full of unique shops. Plan your trip to Sydney and learn more at visitsydneyne.com. Make this picture perfect in Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Get into history's interactive side on the Heritage Trail. Meet baby animals on farm loops and visit vineyards on the New Wine Trail. Plan your trip today at mounthoodterritory.com. Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park, gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies, meander among the world's oldest living trees, have your breath stolen by the crystal clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk, everyone. The book we're discussing today and the substance of our interview is all about Perfect Day Michigan. Day Trips, Weekend Getaways, and Other Escapes. The author, who's been with us before, Amy S. Eckert. She joins us. Amy has worked as a travel journalist for more than 20 years, writing about topics as diverse as Martin Luther's Germany, Shinto pilgrimage routes in Japan, and guerrilla trekking in Rwanda. But she always returns to Michigan, where she has lived, worked, and explored all her life. Perfect Day Michigan is her 20th book. Amy S. Eckert. Welcome back, Amy. Gary, I'm so glad to be back. Usually I'm here talking to you about Detroit, but today we talk about the whole state. We are, you know, we could say, well, yes, Michigan is Detroit. Detroit is Michigan, but there's so much more to see and to do. And I'm glad you're here to talk about it with us, Amy. You know, in setting up this interview, I said to you, I can't wait to hear more among all the places in this wonderful book, Perfect Day Michigan. So many things you can do for a day, make it a short trip. It could be a weekend. Out of all of that, number one, I wanted to know more, as many of our listeners will want to know, about Sleeping Bear Dunes. That's a national lakeshore. 
It is a national lakeshore, and um, it's one of the real gems of the state. Just you know, a huge expanse of golden sand dunes and um, quite a, a, an interesting legend about how um, this mama bear and her two cubs swam across Lake Michigan from the state of Wisconsin to Michigan. And um, the legend has it that the mama bear arrived and sat up on a lake on a lake dune and uh, waited for her cubs to arrive. They never did. But the mama bear became the giant perched dune that everyone loves to climb up when they visit the sleeping bear dunes. And the two little babies became North and South Manitou Islands. And a lot of people who go to the dunes don't realize they can go to the islands too, which are great places to go backpacking and camping. There's uh, the remains of a shipwreck just off the shore of South Manitou Island that you can see it juts up against the uh, above, above the water. Um, and a great old virgin forest there on the island. So it, it's a great place to go either on a driving tour. There's a beautiful scenic route that drives through the park, and there are more than 100 miles of hiking trails, too, um, open all year round, even into the winter, good for uh, snowshoeing as well. I should mention Suzanne Mitchell, my partner in life and on the air, joins us, and she is as interested as anybody could be about all the wonders of Michigan. We have been there before, of course, when she was younger. Suzanne took family trips there. Uh, we spent a night in Kalamazoo together. That was an interesting trip unto itself on the way to someplace else. But in treating Michigan as a destination, it's amazing how many things you learn that are unique about the Great Lakes State. For one thing, I didn't know, I would have guessed Maine, but I was wrong in terms of the number of lighthouses in Michigan. Yeah, there are about 120 lighthouses in Michigan all along the Great Lakes, more than any other state in the U.S. And with 3,300 miles of coastline, Michigan has more shoreline than any state in the U.S. except for Alaska. So we even beat California and Maine in that regard. It's just a, a, a very large state. And, you know, I've been writing about Michigan for more than 20 years. I've lived here all my life. And people naturally come to me and ask, you know, oh, I'm going to Detroit. I'm going to Flint. I'm going to Kalamazoo. I'm going to the Sleeping Bear Dunes. What should I see when I get there? And, oh, by the way, I only have one day. So this happens pretty frequently. And and that really was the genesis of this book. I was hoping to help travelers who more and more take short trips, weekend trips, a couple of days away, and they really want to be able to focus and make the most of their time. And I, my hope is that this book, Perfect Day Michigan, will do just that. Oh, I have no doubt about that. Your books always do. <laughs> All 20 of them. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Suzanne, we're thinking about Michigan. We're going to get there sooner rather than later, I'm quite sure. When it comes to Sleeping Bear Dunes and its location and what surrounds it, yes, the dunes dominate. However, there's a lot more to see. And in particular, Suzanne has a question about something that would be of great interest to anybody who loves a good cherry. Cherry is my favorite fruit, Amy, and I was oh. reading in Perfect Day Michigan about Glen Arbor and what is going on there with uh, the cherries. So I wanted you to talk about that. I've had Michigan cherry juice. It is the best. It is the best. Well, there's a great restaurant called Cherry 
a cherry, uh, but there's a store called Cherry Republic, and they have a, a store in Glen Arbor that features exclusively cherry themed items. So you can get what you might expect, you know, cherry cherry muffins, cherry cookies, cherry jam, that kind of thing, but also cherry barbecue sauce and cherry salads and sandwiches with cherries in them. It's just all things cherry. And and um, it's just a fabulous place to go to focus on that all important fruit in, in the state of Michigan. We produce more tart cherries than any other state in the, in the nation. And the Sleeping Bear Dunes and Traverse City, which is just a stone's throw away, that's really the heart of the cherry production region. So yeah, if you're a cherry lover, Suzanne, that's the place to go, the Sleeping Bear Dunes and Traverse City. We will be targeting that the next time we have a road trip up to Michigan. I definitely would like to see that. And I will be loading up on all things cherry. Oh, good. You know, there's a big cherry festival in Traverse City every year, right around the 4th of July. So maybe you can time your trip around that festival. Let's well, thank you, Amy. Yeah. Yes, I'd like to do that. And I read something in your book about a chicken cherry salad wrap and i said sign me up <laughs> it's delicious i've had that it's really delicious so i recommend it in that same area i think i've got the right spot in mind is there not a and this is a summer destination area as well of course there is there a ghost town in the vicinity there is inside of the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. There is a, a ghost town. It's uh, called Glenhaven Village. It used to be a big fruit cannery. Um, they used to years ago, a century ago, they used to pick the fruit from the Traverse City area, ship it to this cannery where it would be processed in some form or another, and shipped from Glenhaven through the Great Lakes, who knows where, to Chicago, Detroit, you know, the Great Lakes um, were a major and still are a major shipping lane. Um, the, Glen Haven ended up kind of losing its status as a, a cannery, but the remains of that village remain. And it's quite, it's interesting and a, a little bit eerie to walk through the buildings, but they're all, they've all been managed and maintained by the National Park Service. So, you can walk through them and and see what the village of 100 years ago looked like. That would be fascinating. And I can deal with some eerie, some eeriness. <laughs> that would also apply, I assume, to what I understand is a haunted lighthouse, one in particular. Um, oh, there are several haunted lighthouses in Michigan, actually. And I'm not a, I'm not an expert on haunted lighthouses, but there's a very famously haunted lighthouse in Port Huron. And I actually don't like eerie things. So I try not to go when it's dark or, you know, like around Halloween. But I have climbed that lighthouse there in Port Huron. You get stunning views of the Lake Huron shore, the city of Port Huron. And of course, across the water, you can see into Ontario. Um, Michigan borders Ontario. And a lot of kids in this area grow up not realizing that Canada is another country because it's so easy for us to cross over from Michigan to Ontario. 
I've heard that when you get to Windsor, it's like, you know, maybe some Canadians, I can't speak for Canadians, but it seems like that some look upon it, uh, Windsor, Ontario is kind of America light. <laughs> yeah. It, but we've been so, there. I mean, Windsor is beautiful. It, it is. It is beautiful. And there's great wine country there. You know, that's another uh, great advantage of going to the Sleeping Bear Dunes wine country up there. Um and in, in the Traverse City area, you know, fall is a great time to visit. We're in the midst of fall right now. And this is a great time to visit if you're into um, harvest time, harvest festivals um, and and the wine crush. This is really the season for that. So you can enjoy great fall foliage. You can sip the latest vintage. And uh, it, it's really a beautiful time of year in the state. Let's move to Port Huron. Is that a working port? It is a working port. And um, it's a fascinating port because the 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 stretch of land, the, the, the stretch of water between Port Huron and uh, Sarnia, Ontario, is fairly narrow. So any of the ships passing through the Great Lakes come through Port Huron through the the St. Clair River, and they're quite close to shore. So it's an opportunity for visitors to see these giant freighters up quite close. I mean, they're close enough you feel like you could almost touch them. There's a a restaurant in Port Huron that I recommend called Freighters, and it's got these huge plate glass windows. You can sit and enjoy your, your burger, your steak, your salad, and watch these giant freighters coming through they could be coming from as far away as Minnesota through the Sioux Locks, which again are you know part of Michigan and in a, a part of Perfect Day, Michigan. Go through those locks, past Port Huron, and on out the St. Lawrence Seaway to who knows where. It, it's really a fascinating place to visit. It's just one of those things where I'd want to allow enough time. If it's a day trip you're after, it's available in any part of Michigan. Mm. That I get, but I would find it irresistible to go to Michigan and see various places so that I create kind of a circuit. I think Suzanne and I think alike on that. Lots to see. If you're coming from any other state, you want to get the most out of what time you have available, of course. Port Huron would be on our list. And I'm very interested in knowing about the second biggest metro area in Michigan, Grand Rapids, the second largest city in in Michigan, and it's sometimes overlooked because so many people know Detroit as the big city, but Grand Rapids is a large city, and it's really a center of art and culture in the state. Um, the, the the state's only ballet company, permanent ballet company, is located in Grand Rapids. Um, the DeVos Performing Arts Center, the uh, Van Andel Arena are they're both featuring all kinds of cultural events from performances of the Nutcracker um, to uh, Cirque du Soleil is coming to Grand Rapids this winter. Um, you can see headliner concerts. Elton John has been here and um, Stevie Nicks. And so, and I say here because I live pretty close to Grand Rapids. And um, so Grand Rapids is a great place to go for art and culture and for gardens. The Frederick Meyer Gardens are just a, a fantastic, about a hundred acre square area with um, five distinct gardens that are interesting all year round. I mean, they bloom, of course, in the spring and summer, but 
Um, many of the plantings have shapes and textures that are just as interesting in the winter. And there are more than 30 sculptures throughout the gardens as well. So you can combine the botanical and the the, art, the artistic interests in Meyer Gardens there in Grand Rapids, a, a real highlight. And I understand, I think it's there, you could have a wonderful five-star romantic dinner at one of their restaurants. Yep, that's right. Um, there are fine dining restaurants throughout uh, the city of Grand Rapids, and it's really one of the, the peak um, dining and hotel experiences in the state, I'd have to say. Um, it's a, an easy place to spend a day of a week if you have more time than that. And, and in fact, I've tried to do that in this book, Perfect Day Michigan. E each chapter lists two can't miss um, attractions like the Meyer Gardens, like um, the Van Andel Arena, like the Grand Rapids Art Museum, all of those in Grand Rapids, as well as a, a can't-miss restaurant. Uh, but I, I also feature three or four additional alternative activities in case maybe you have an extra day, you could squeeze an extra day or two out of your visit um, to ease your, to, to, to make it easier, again, to make the most of what limited time you might have in the city. Which is especially nice if you know that you're actually in Grand Rapids. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it, it's easy to get confused. Yeah. Especially if you're me. <laughs> Grand <laughs> Rapids, yes. And that's, that's a place about which I, frankly, had heard little. I'm glad we could talk about that today. Mm -hmm. We do have uh, some time left. Some of the places that you might regard among your favorites. I know one that I would like to see is Presque Isle. Oh, yeah. Up near... Um... Alpina. And um, that's a fabulous area of the state, one that I actually got to know for the first time, um, I don't know, about a year, year and a half ago, we went up there with our granddaughter doing some camping and kayaking. And um, Alpina and Presque Isle, that area is home to, a, I guess you'd call it a shipwreck graveyard, the um, Thunder Bay National Wild, uh, National Wildlife, or I'm sorry, Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary is there in Alpena. More than a hundred shipwrecks lie on the the floor of Lake Huron up there, and you can actually see the shipwrecks through a glass bottom boat tour. Or if you're a diver, you can go on diving expeditions to explore the ships on the bottom of the lake. Some of the ships are near enough to the surface that you can actually kayak over them and see them just below your boat. We did wow. that with our granddaughter, and it was fascinating to see the remains of a 100-year-old ship just beneath your kayak. Now, Amy, that I would classify that as eerie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I guess I guess it, it could be considered eerie. You're right. It's all a matter of... Uh, personal uh, preferences or tolerances, maybe, huh? Well, see, this is the kind of thing where you make a trip like that, you're going to have unique experiences. They would mm. be incomparable in kind. Yeah, well, um, you know, this is one of the things I love about Michigan. I've been living in this state my whole life. And here I go on this camping outing with a granddaughter about a year and a half ago. And I come upon a city and a destination I've never been to before a fascinating new you know experience for me and one that has become a highlight for me in the state so um it, it's really it, it's really a, a a joy and a treat to write about about um 
my home state. You know, we, we shouldn't leave the program, though, without talking about the Upper Peninsula. Let's do it. The Upper Peninsula has already gotten a fair amount of snow. They've gotten more than a foot up in the Copper Harbor area. And to, for people who love winter sports, this, you know, the Keweenaw Peninsula, Copper Harbor is a fabulous place to go for skiing, for um, Nordic skiing and downhill skiing and for uh, uh, snowshoeing. It's just spectacular. And you can stay in the Keweenaw Mountain Lodge, which is a, a lodge that was built out of timbers from the forest there in the 1930s. It was a, a WPA project. So you can stay in this fabulous lodge, these little little cottages built with local timber and stone. And um, it's right in the middle of a new, newly um, classed dark sky preserve. So the, the stargazing at night is pretty wonderful too. And, and the Northern Lights. So it's a wonderful place to be in the, in the middle of winter. And then, you know, in the summer, um, lots of great hiking and mountain biking in the Keweenaw as well. Earlier in the interview, you were talking about 3,300 miles of shoreline. And one of the things that I think is quite unique with the state of Michigan is the fact that it is surrounded by so many of the Great Lakes. It isn't just one lake. It is quite a few lakes and it has water everywhere. Is it that people have a tendency to live on the Great Lakes so that most of the population is fairly close to the water? Or is it scattered, you know, relatively uh, evenly throughout the state? Well, it's certainly safe to say that our largest cities tend to be on the Great Lakes. We in Michigan like to say that four out of five Great Lakes prefer Michigan uh, since we're home to to four of them. But, um, But a lot of Michigan's larger cities like Grand Rapids is a good example, or Kalamazoo lie along a river. Um, so these riverways were great highways, of course, a century or more ago for, um, for transporting lumber or produce, fruit, um, manufactured items to the Great Lakes and then out. Um, so yes, the larger cities are tend to be on, um, waterways of some sort, and that might be the Great Lakes, but it could also be a river. Um, Like so many places around the country, the best beaches, the best coastline tends to be reasonably expensive. Um, But I think if you go up the more remote areas of northern Michigan into the Upper Peninsula, it's very common for people to have summer cottages on uh, on a Great Lake. And in those more remote areas, it's it's pretty affordable. So I think people who have grown up in the Great Lakes state kind of, um, they've just become accustomed to living their lives around the water. And we take it for granted. Um, swimming, boating, we're just a huge boating state, kayaking, um, SUPing, and fishing. So very, yeah. a lot of nature, a, a lot of things to really enjoy in the natural world. And I believe a lot of forested area as well. So for people who, you know, like to go camping or who like to, um, you know, enjoy nature, it's relatively untouched except for those few big cities. It's, There's uh, a lot of wild, there are a lot of wild places in the state yes, to explore. Yes. Uh, the North Country Trail, which is one of the uh, the nations, it is the nation's longest um National Scenic Trail, kind of akin to the Appalachian Trail, but but 
but longer, um, runs through the state of Michigan. And much of that is through these heavily forested areas where you might not see another person all day. You know, it's just so remote and beautiful, um, little waterfalls and um, beaver dams and uh, just a beautiful place to to unwind, to get away from the craziness of the world, to relax from, you know, the stresses of everyday life. Um, I'm a big proponent of outdoor recreation, as you can probably tell from my talking. And um, it's the Upper Peninsula and Northern Michigan are some of my favorite places to do that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. And just that we just have a couple of minutes, but outside Detroit, if you were to travel, uh, say, uh, anywhere from uh, an hour, hour and a half outside of Detroit Metro, there are places of interest there as well, so that you have a sense of getting out of the city. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even within the city limits, you can go kayaking in the city of Detroit and learn a lot about the history of Michigan and the history of the city on, you know, from the seat of a kayak on the Detroit River from, you know, the the indigenous people who lived here first to prohibition era and um, and the modern day um, interest in cleaning up our riverways, our waterways, making sure that we take good care of the environment. All of those stories can be seen from the seat of a kayak um, and wildlife preserves within the city limits where you can go fishing and hiking and birding. So um, a, a lot to see and do in Michigan's biggest city, for sure. Amy S. Eckert, wonderful travel writer. Her latest book, Perfect Day Michigan, Day Trips, Weekend Getaways, and Other Escapes. Amy, thank you once again for joining us on American Road Trip Talk. Always a pleasure. Gary, it's always great to talk to you. And Suzanne, it was really nice to get to meet you today, too. Thank you for joining us. Thank and happy you. Thanksgiving. You, too. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.